With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. That's Mike again. I got nothing else better to do. Uh, <laughs> we'll do some more recording. Uh, bus driver. The kids, are you all ready to die? Uh, the mother of a six-year-old who died in a devastating crash says her surviving children recounted the driver's terrified statement. <clears throat> nice. Let's see what's going on here. I just end up getting spam now in my... Um, My DD. What the heck's that? Be my DD. Disney driver. Want more order? Sketch your schedule up. Die driver. With a nice. Stress. Um, anyways, why do they keep sending me crud? I just am so sick of it. Anyways, let's see. Thanksgiving. What's your what you thankful for on this day? Are you thankful for? From Larry. Is this Thanksgiving? No, it's not Thanksgiving yet. When is Thanksgiving? Is it this Thursday? I have no idea. I haven't heard from anybody. About it, so <clears throat> I know that sounds pathetic, but let's see. Oh yeah, let's get back and get out of here. Oh well, yeah, I guess it's uh, the Pope closed the mercy door <clears throat> of recent, and uh, supposedly I don't know. And then of course he's uh, made it okay for uh, priest to forgive abortion when all you need is Christ to do that. You don't need the priest. But apparently they're losing their validity. Uh, Hillary for prison through turns on Trump. And uh, still time for Obama to still have another term. I have no idea, but it seems like it's leading that way as they play their little game for us <laughs> Ethiopian ant species showing signs of dominance poised for global invasion Pope Francis just changed the church law for forgiving abortion. And here are nine women's reactions and also the cause of the mercy door, whatever that means. It is big on Gnostic nonsense. Astronomers just discovered a new one of the most massive objects in the universe hiding behind the Milky Way. <laughs> Climate change is such an elaborate hoax that there's now an octopus in a Miami garage. This week brought news of the temperatures in the Arctic are at record highs thanks to all the geoengineering going on. Look up at the sky, folks. 
course, most of you who had listened to me already know that Split, Katy Perry, and Orlando Bloom end their 10-month relationship. Of, I got tired of all the Satanism. I don't know why anybody would want to be with her anyways. No, Christians can't agree to disagree with it. The same old crap going on. Uh-huh. This is where World War III will start politics. Donald Trump faces the dilemma of whether defending the Baltic NATO members against Vladimir Putin is worth sparking World War III. And we keep hearing a lot about this stuff is the ramping and the building up of the men in armament for NATO on the uh, Russian border, and I guess this is all part of that the grand strategy, uh, the grand chessboard thing. So yeah, we're out of chaos. This whole nonsense. Uh, yeah. Well, let's see what this politics have to say about World Three since Alpha Pike's so far his strategies that he, you know he can't he can't take personal responsibility for, but. I mean, it's amazing what women look like when they got all caked up with makeup, huh? I wonder what the, you know, it would be nice to see some pretty women that just don't have a bunch of crap on their face. Wouldn't that be kind of nice? And they're not computer generated. Um, just a lot of curiosity. So the New York Post, which is so you can't trust anyway, it's just Patrick Knox. His son, Donald Trump, faces dilemma whether defending. And by the way, you can't take this as uh, the absolute truth in any way, shape, or form because <clears throat> but this is the dilemma of whether defending the Baltic NATO members against Vladimir Putin is worth sparking World War Three. And influential defense experts has has claimed the Third World War is set to be ignited in Latvia if the United States comes to the rescue of the Baltic country, according to the Professor Paul D. Miller. The respected expert uh, National Defense University of Washington, D.C., probably Jesuit or plus heavily, predicted the invasion of Crimea in 2014. Imagine that if the big tanks been dealing with that for a long time. So he's not much, that's not much of a prognosticator. Um, and now, the professor believes Latvia or possibly neighboring Estonia is next on Russia's hit list. But since the Baltic nations are in NATO, all the members are compelled to come to its rescue under the Article 5 of the Alliance Treaty, which sparks, which would spark World War III. Warning comes from Russia, strongman Vandalman, 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 Putin, whatever, claimed today that he is, that he was mending broken ties with Trump led American following his annexation of Crimea and continuing to support a Syrian dictator, Bashar al-Assad, during the campaign Trump Express reservation about pitching and to help the NATO. But Miller believes that Putin would not invade the tiny little town of country of two million people with conventional troops. Instead, hardline Russian leader would Cite civil unrest among the ethnic Russians to make. <clears throat> and blah, 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 blah. So, yeah, there you go. They don't know what to do without themselves. I mean, who cares what uh, John Stewart has to say? He's starting to really look at the Jew that he is. Uh, he's a Jew. Ooh. Nothing personal or anything. Don't really care if you're Jew or not. Well, I do care. All right. Anyways. 
not that I ever did before, but as more and more studies start to realize a lot of the fingers are pointing to um, this. And, and just read this book. You can only come to a conclusion that the Jewish influence on Christianity, Judo-Christianity, has convinced people that the second coming hasn't happened. Why is that? It's to get all fingers off the, the Jews and onto somebody else. Because in, in their twisted minds, they think that they're still the chosen ones. And they don't think that the second coming happened. And most Christians don't even think the second coming has happened. But the Bible says otherwise. Okay, now we're at F. Certainty of consummation, yet uncertainty in its precise date. In Matthew 24... Verses 35 and 36. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall not pass away. But of that day and hour knoweth no man, no, not the angels of heaven, but the Father only. And then Mark uh, 13, 31 and 32 says, Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall not pass away. But of that day and of that hour knoweth no man, no, not the angels which are in heaven, neither the Son, but the Father. And then uh, at Luke 21:33, heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words shall not pass away. Okay. Although our Lord has defined the limits of the time within which the predicted consummation would take place, yet a certain amount of indefiniteness remains respecting the moments of its arrival. He doesn't specify the exact date, the hour, or the day, or even the month or the year. This doesn't mean that the whole question of time is left unsettled. It refers merely to the precise date. Consummation was the to fall within the terms of the existing generation. But the particular hour when the knell of doom should sound was not revealed to men nor angels nor what nor what is stranger still the sun the man himself. It was the secret which the Father kept in his own power. There were doubtless sufficient reasons for the re- reserve for this reserve. To have specified, quote, the day and the hour, to have said, quote, the seven and thirtieth year and the sixth month and the eighth day of the month, the city shall be taken and the temple burnt with fire, would only would not only have been inconsistent with the matter of prophecy, but would have taken away one of the strongest inducements to constant watchfulness and prayer, uncertainty of the precise time. And now we're at number G, or letter G, excuse me, number G. Uh, suddenness of the perusia and calls to watchfulness. Matthew 24, 37 through 42. But as the days of Noah were, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. For as in the days that were before the flood, there were eating and drinking and marrying and giving a marriage, until the day of Noah entered into the ark, and knew not until the flood came and took them all away, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. Then shall two be in the field, and one shall be taken, the other left. Two women shall be grinding at the mill, one shall be taken, the other left. And Luke um, 17, 20, uh, 26 through 37. <clears throat> See, I'm not losing things here. This, 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 uh, okay. And as it was in the days of Noah, there shall 
be also in the days of the Son of Man. And they did eat, and they drank, and they married wives, and they were given into marriage, and in the day of Noah entered into the dark. And the flood came and destroyed them all. Likewise also, as it was in the days of Lot, they did eat, drink, and they bought, and sold, and they planted, and built. But the same day that Lot went out of Sodom, it rained fire or brimstone from heaven, and destroyed them all. Even thus shall it be in the day when the Son of Man is revealed. And that day he which shall be upon the housetop, and his staff in the house, let him not come down to take it away. And he that is in the field, let him likewise not return back. Remember Lot's wife, whosoever shall seek to save his life shall lose it, and whosoever shall lose his life shall preserve it. I tell you, it is, is, I tell you, in that night there shall be two men, one in bed, and one shall be taken, and the other shall be left. Two women shall be grinding together, and one shall be taken, and the other left. And two men shall be in the field, and one shall be taking, taken, and the other left. And they answered and said unto him, Where, where, Lot? And he said unto them, Wheresoever the body is, thither will the eagles be gathered together. And then going further here, it says Mark, uh, excuse me, Matthew 24, 42. Watch therefore, for you know not the hour of the hour your Lord doth come. And then Mark 13, 33 through 35. Take heed, watch pray, for ye know not when the time is. Watch ye therefore, for ye know not when the master of the house cometh, at even, even or at midnight, or in the cock crowing, or in the morning, lest coming, lest coming suddenly he find you sleeping. And what I say unto you, I say unto all, watch. And then Luke 21, verse 34 through 36. And take heed to yourselves, lest at any time your hearts be overcharged with uh, uh, fighting and drinking and drunkenness or surfeiting. I guess it is surfeiting and uh, drunkenness, the cares of this life. That, so that day comes upon you unaware, for as a snare shall it come on all them that dwell on the face of the whole earth or land. Which ye therefore and pray always that ye, ye may be accounted worthy to escape all these things that shall come to pass, and to stand before the Son of Man. All these representations is given by our Lord, of the coming catastrophes, or catastrophe, and its concomitant. All right, let me try to say this. Concomitant events imply that it would take men by surprise. Oh, as the deluge come, came suddenly upon the antediluvians, and the storm of the fire and brimstone on the cities of the plain, so the final catastrophe would overtake Jerusalem and Judah at the unexpected hour, when the business and the pleasure of life occupied men's hands and hearts. Luke 17 we have the fullness, the fullest record of our Lord's discourse on this point. Whether the passage in St. Luke has been transposed by him from its original connection, or whether the Lord uttered the same words on separate occasions, does not particularly concern us here. 
Nender or, or Nender is in the opinion that Luke gives the natural connection of these works, and that in St. Matthew they are placed with many other similar passages referring to the last crisis. We doubt this, but waving the question, waving this question, one thing is indubitably this what the heck indubitably this uh, that both Saint Matthew and Saint Luke describe the same thing, the same time, uh, same period, the self same catastrophe. It is surprising to find Alfred asserting in regard to the passage in the Saint Luke quote, "There is not a word in all this of." destruction of Jerusalem, to quote. It would be more correct to say, quote, every word here is of the destruction of Jerusalem. Observe the note of time so distinctly marked by our Lord. Uh, quote, but first must he suffer many things and be rejected of this generation, in a quote. Luke 17.25. What other catastrophe belongs to the period of that generation which could fitly be compared with the destruction of the antediluvian world by a flood of water and the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah by the deluge of fire. For the certainty and the suddenness of the approaching consummation of our Lord drawn the lesson which he impresses on his disciples, the necessity for vigilance. Here, he first utters the admonition, which from the time, from that time, never ceased to be the watchword of his disciples throughout the apostolic age: watch and pray. We should find how constantly and urgent this call it was addressed by the apostles to the faithful in their day, and how it is continually repeated down to the, la la the latest moment that we catch the sound of an apostolic, apostolic voice. This watchfulness was essential to the safety of the followers of Christ, for so sudden would be the catastrophe that it would overtake the unready and unwary and unwary as birds that are caught in a net and a net quote for as a snare shall it come on all them that dwell on the face of the whole land it's got some Greek stuff here and then words which plainly intimate the local character of the event we have a striking commentary on the passage in the history of Josephus Accounting of the prodigiousness, the prodigious, or prodigious numbers slaughtered in the siege of Jerusalem, one million one hundred thousand. He says, of these, the greater portion were of Jewish blood, though not natives of the place, having assembled from. The whole country for the feast of unleavened bread they were suddenly hemmed in by the war on this occasion the whole nation had been shut up as in a prison by fate and the war encircled the city when it was crowded with men and a quote more a more exact verification of our Lord's prediction Luke 21:35 it is impossible to conceive and all of this we observe the continuation of that direct personal address which proves that our lord was speaking to his disciples of that in which they were personally concerned there is not the faintest hint that there was an under 
current of meaning in his words, and that when he said, quote, Jerusalem, end quote, and, quote, this generation, end quote, and ye, end quote, he meant, quote, the world, end quote, and distant age, end quote, and disciples yet unborn, end quote. At this point, St. Mark and Luke close their record of the prophecy of the Mount of, of Olives. And it cannot be denied that their ending here is natural and appropriate. We have in the Gospel of St. Matthew, however, a series of parables appended to our Lord's discourse. <clears throat> i tell you one thing. If what I'm reading is the truth, and you recognize it as I do, then it also is a witness of how absolutely cruel the system that we live on, the cruelty of this law, of this uh, the corporation of the United States, North America, uh, Latin America, all this Western world, the Roman Emperor, Empire, how they misuse this book to manipulate our minds and put us on severe mind control. This is absolutely cruel. A fine example of forcing the blind to flee the blind. This is not even right. It's not fair. It's unjust beyond belief. Hey, this train is coming again. It's going to only be this way for a few more weeks, unfortunately. I enjoy hearing the train, although it shakes the house to the high heaven, but it's okay. I, I, some ways, sometimes I miss being on, not being on a train, or I miss being on a train, and sometimes I don't. I definitely didn't like going to Chicago. These guys seem to be going kind of fast for a local. Who knows? Crazy dude, you never know. There's some pretty, pretty crazy guys on the railroad, so not like it used to be. It used to be a big party, not anymore. It's still anyways. Where are we at? Uh, at this point, Saint Mark and Luke close their record of the prophecy of Mount on the Mount of Olives, and cannot be denied that their ending here is natural and appropriate. We have. In the Gospel of St. Matthew, however, a series of parables appended to our Lord's discourse, such as he was accustomed to employ, employ and teaching the people. It strikes us as somewhat singular that the Lord should speak in parables to his disciples, especially on such an occasion. And there is not a little, there is not a little to be said for the opinion of Nieder, or Neander, uh, that, quote, it was particular to the editor of the Greek Matthew to arrange together congenial sayings of Christ, though uttered at different times and different relationships, relations. We need not, therefore, <clears throat> wonder if we find it impossible to draw the lines of Distinction, this discourse with entire accuracy, nor need such as a result lead us to forced interpretations inconsistent with truth, <clears throat> with the love of truth. It is much easier to make such distinctions in Luke's account in chapter uh, 21, though even that is not without its difficulties. In comparing Matthew and Luke together, however, we can trace the origin of the of these difficulties to the blending of different portions together uh, when the discourses of Christ were arranged in collections and quote. But without discussing this question, it is very evident that the parables recorded by St. Matthew in connection with this discourse, even if not originally spoken on this particular occasion, are strictly germane to the subject. While, if this be their true place in the narrative, their bearing on the matter in hand 
is still more close and intimate. We now proceed to consider the parables and parabolic sayings of the Lord recorded in connection with this prophecy, chiefly by St. Matthew. Disciples warned of sudden suddenness of the parousia, parable of the good man of the house. Matthew twenty four forty three through fifty. But know this that if the good man of the house had known in what watch the thief would come, he would have watched and would not have suffered his house to be broken up. Therefore be ye also ready. For in such an hour as ye think not, the Son of Man cometh, who, when in a faithful and wise servant, who his Lord hath made ruler over his household, to give them meat in due season, blessed is the servant whom his Lord, when he cometh, shall find so doing. Verily I say unto you, that he shall make him ruler over all his goods. But, and if the evil servant shall say in his heart, My Lord delayeth his coming, and shall begin to smite his fellow servants, and to eat and to drink with the drunken, uh, the Lord of the servant shall come in a day when he looketh not for him, and in an hour that he is not aware of, and shall cut him asunder, and appoint him his portion with the hypocrites, and there shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Now we go to Mark thirteen thirty-four through 37. The Son of Man is as the man taking a far journey, who left his house and grave, and gave authority to his servants to do his, to every man his work, and commanded the porter to watch. Watch ye therefore, for ye know not when the master of the house cometh at evening or at midnight or the cock crowing, or in the morning, lest coming suddenly he find you sleeping, and what I say unto you, I say unto all, watch. Now we're going to go to Luke 1230, um, 9 to 46. I wonder if that's right, 12. Well, maybe it's right. This is this, and this know that if the good man of the house had known what our uh, the thief would come, he would have watched and not have suffered his house to be broken through. Be ye therefore ready also, for the Son of Man cometh at an hour when ye think not. And Peter said unto him, Lord, speakest thou this parable unto us? For even at all, or even at all? And the Lord said, Who then is that faithful and wise steward, whom his Lord shall make ruler over his household? to give them their portion of meat in due season. Blessed is that servant whom his Lord, when he cometh, shall find so doing. For a truth I say unto you, he will make him ruler over all that he hath. But and if that servant say in his heart, My Lord delayeth his coming, and shall begin to beat the un the manservant and the maidens and to eat and drink and do and to, and to be drunken, the Lord of the servant will come in a day when he looketh, not for him, and at an hour when he is not aware, and will cut him in asunder, and will appoint him his portion with the unbelievers. It will be seen that this parab- parab- parabolic saying of our Lord is recorded in quite different connections by St. Matthew and St. Luke. The verbal resemblance, however, is too exact to render it probable that it was spoken of two different occasions. The slightest attention will satisfy the reader 
that St. Luke's report is the more full and circumstantial and that he assigns to it its true chronological position. This appears from the fact that the question of St. Peter, recorded only by St. Luke, gave rise to the concluding remarks of our Lord, which, as given by St. Matthew, without his connecting link, seems somewhat incoherent and abrupt. Besides, we can scarcely suppose that St. Peter, conversing in private with only three other disciples in the company of the Lord, would ask, quote, Speakest thou this parable to us, or even to all, end quote, a question which was most natural when St. Luke tells us Jesus was, quote, speaking to his disciples in the presence of a great multitude. Luke 12, 1. It is worthy to note, notice also, that in uh, Mark 13, 34-37, there, where we can detect evident traces of the parable, the question of St. Peter is distinctly answered. Quote, what I say unto you, I say unto all, watch. End the quote. A statement which would be out of place when the Lord would, when the Lord was speaking to four persons, but quite appropriate when speaking to a multitude. There is no inappropriate and propriety, there is no propriety in propriety Therefore, in supposing that St. Matthew, perceiving the words of Jesus, spoke on other occasions to be admirably illustrative of the necessity of, of the necessity for watchfulness in view of the Lord's coming, inserted them in the eschatological discourse. Setar suggests that St. Mark, quote, gives a short abridgment of Matthew 24:43, with the two parables of the servant, Matthew 24:45-51, and uh, 25:14, and even with a, a slight echo of the parable of the virgins, end quote. We have no more reason to require strict chronological arrangement in the evangel in the evangelists than strictly verbatim reports. Neither neither the one nor the other entered into their plan. But what is chiefly important for us is uh, is the bearing of this parable. If it may be so called of the good man and the house watching against the midnight thief on the preceding discourse of our Lord, nothing can be more evident than that it was wrought into the very warp and wolf warp and wolf of that discourse. There is no introduction of a new topic at the 43rd verse and the 24th chapter of St. Matthew. No transition to another catastrophe or another coming different from those of which he had all, all along had, had all along been speaking. <clears throat> there is no hiatus, no break in the continuity of the discourse no indication of the passing away from the grand event, which engrossed the thoughts of the disciples to another in the far distant futurity. It seems incredible that any critical judgment should select Matthew 24:43 as the com as the commencement of a new subject of discourse. Yet this is done by Dr. Ed Robinson, who says, quote, Our Lord here makes a transition and proceeds to speak of his final coming at the day of judgment. This appears from the fact of the matter of these sections is added by Matthew after Mark and Luke 
have added their par- parallel reports relative to the Jewish catastrophe. And Matthew here commences with verse 43 in the discourse which Luke has given on another occasion. Luke uh, 12, 39, etc. Uh, and C, I guess it's, it's, it's and a quote. But there is not the faintest shadow of any transition. The finest instrument cannot draw a dividing line between the parts of this, the discourse and assign one portion to the judgment of Jews as nation and another to the judgment of the human race. There is not transition there is not transition but continuation at verse 43 nothing can be more consecutive and concatenated concatenated I don't know I got another word to look up concatenated Watch, therefore, says the Lord to his disciples in verse 24. 24, no, 42. For, quote, for ye know not what hour the Lord doth come, end of quote. Therefore be ye also ready, he saith in verse 44. Quote, for in such an hour as ye think not the Son of Man cometh, end of quote. The suggestion that a new topic having reference to a totally different event in a far distant age of time is introduced here as altogether arbitrary and groundless. I'm not going to check off what this word means because I've stumbled now on two words. There's always something. That's nice. Another thing, too, about reading uh, older texts. Something you find there's probably more accuracy in them. But there's also, um, you just have a a better masterful mastery of the English language, don't they? Than us today, we don't know crap. Well, at least I don't. So this was this con can't hate con can't it con can it and let's say pronounce it. First, pronounce something. Concatenate. 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 Now, concatenate, what the heck does it mean? Concatenate. It's probably simple, but. Uh, meaning, yes. Meaning is one good thing. The only good thing, is one of the good things, well, there's a good thing. There's a lot of good things, but there is. Link things together in a change or series, concatenate. Concatenate comes directly from the Latin concatenar, concatenar, which in truth is formed from con, meaning with or together, and can Tana, meaning chain. In fact, the word chain itself evolved from cantina. Uh, concatenate has a somewhat long history as an adjective, meaning linked together, and then as a verb, concatenate. Linking together. And I wonder if I should stop here. Perusia, a time of judgment alike to friends and enemies of Christ. I'll stop. Well, we do a little bit more. Ah, no. Anyways, we're getting darn close to one page 100. Believe it or not. It's a yeah, a compact book of information. 
to do the best I can to read this stuff uh, without t- commenting too much, although I fail at it at times, of course. Anyways, um, what's going on in this glorious time? Apparently, if it's true, the Queen of England and the Pope said that last year would be our last Christmas, so we're not even supposed to have Christmas this year, are we? Eh, that's okay. I'm too broke anyways. Um, unfortunately, my son, his mom, should spoil him since I've been spending all my time watching him, so therefore, and she's got the good pay job, even though she doesn't even want to help us when he's with me, so which means the majority of his time. All that she can do or refute anything I said is call me names, which is a sad thing to see. But anyways, do I sound bitter? Uh, I'm sorry if I sound bitter. I'm certainly fed up with it. As I should be. Uh, why don't we look at uh, Y Sleuth again? Uh huh. Think as critically about Jesus as you would Muhammad. Consider that we can't conclusively prove anything Jesus did actually happened. Let's see. We know these things to be true. Yet, when Christians look at their own religion, they do not practice what they preach. They take the uh, apostle Paul, for example. Paul saw God. Okay, journey. Blah 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 blah. blah. Uh, double standard involves with Paul's story. It's full of magical events. Blah 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 blah. Okay. Uh-huh. Well, you know, you can find flaw and and how one see, perceives things. Yeah. And you know what we ought to do in this show, once I'm done with this, we ought to do an examination of the Quran, And maybe uh, uh, I should read it. And we can look at it. And so then people can say, you know, they'll know. And if they want to, You, if you don't feel like reading yourself, well, you can hear somebody else read it. That's the idea. Sex, relation, philosophy, writing, whatever. Okay, let's get out of that. So much to look into between psyops and um, yeah yeah. What is the Trinity? What does it mean? Jesus is the Son of God. These are all good questions, really. Uh, now I'm looking for this Norman Gleiser. If I say the name right, I can't quite. I don't know if I. It's comparative studies. If this is the one, I'll say Jesus in comparative mythology. A study of the comparative mythology examination or narrative of the life of Jesus. And the Christian Gospels, traditions, and theology, as it relates to the Christian mythology and other religions. Over centuries, various authors have drawn a number of parallels between Christian views of Jesus and other religions in the mythical domain. These include Greco-Roman mysteries, well, the study of Egyptian myth, and more generally, analogies involving cross-culture oral patterns of dying and rising gods, and da 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 Where is the author? Overview. Is there anything about the author? Buddhism. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of uh, comparable uh, Peter Joseph, Zeitgeist, movie, directly. Well, I must be spelling his name wrong or something, but his name is supposed to be Gleiser. Norman Gleiser, is that his name? But, um, his self-kind of connections with, uh, 
this study, but I can't quite find it, and it must be not spelled Norman. I wonder if it's, the last name's not right. It doesn't look like there is a Norman Gleiser. Glisser. Where is this guy? <clears throat> that was Joseph Campbell. He likes it, you know, his thing. You can always look at his stuff. There's certainly a lot of things going. You know, naturally, it's going to a lot of it's going to revolve around what we all have in common: being human beings. You know, born, de- birth, death, you know, create the grave stuff, um, and a lot of it's going to be mind control. That's for sure. But I can't find a Norman Gleiser. Supposed to be an author. Uh huh. I just got somebody. I wonder where that is. Walt Stickle. Yeah, busy. Uh, hold on. Just finish. Hold on. I and just finish. A recording. All right, I gotta find this Norman Gleiser or whatever the heck he is. Osiris Smith, God and Goddesses. I don't see him. Image of Knife Norman Gleiser's mythology in. Anyways, don't know if it's worth it, uh, a, a venture. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.